from Gary O'Neill Studios in Baltimore. You're listening to the Sea Plan Do Show. Gary O'Neill. All right, here you go. Keep the check. Damn this shit, blame it. Baby, this is what you came for. Lightning strikes every time she moves. And everybody's watching her, but she's looking at you. Professional life coach, DJ, serial entrepreneur, consultant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Check my bio, Mr. Gary O'Neill Jr. And as always, when you see me out here in these streets, please don't forget the junior shout out to my pops. And we have another power pack podcast today. Here's season three. Look, man, we're almost halfway done with the season. Episode 11, Men to Health, featuring one of my, one of my, one of my experts out here in the field, one of my guys, Rashad Bowtie Mills. All right. And today we're going to be talking about men and mental health. All right. So, but as always, shout out to everybody watching this. Shout out to our return listeners. Shout out to our new listeners, our day ones. Shout out to you day ones. All right. People that are watching this on YouTube, we're streaming on YouTube, or you are listening to this in your car, at work, on the track while you're working out, wherever you are. On your favorite streaming platform. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For those of you guys who are my Patreon supporters who got this episode earlier, thank you, thank you, thank you, wherever. However, whenever you're listening to this, I thank you so, so much. As I said, season three, episode 11, Men to Health feature Rashad Bowtie Mills. And so today, we're also for our app, we have a great appetizer today. All right. And it's talking about five ways you can be creative. All right. So, again, thank you for listening. As we start this show, can we get Gary? Can we get right to the C plan do moment of the week? Are you looking to get certified in CPR, first aid or other life saving skills? Heart Savers Maryland is your premier CPR training facility. 
individual and classroom sessions available. Schedule your training at heartsaversmd.com. Each second counts. Get trained today. And so your seat plan due moment of the week is entitled trust. Trust. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look around you. Appreciate what you have right now. Nothing will be the same in a year. Amazing changes are coming your way. All you have to do is trust the process. All right. That is your seat plan due moment of the week sponsored by Heart Savers Maryland entitled Trust. Okay. So let's get to our song of the week. All right. Again, sponsored by Greenlight Entertainment. This is a really, hey, man, these songs are fire. So here is your sponsored by Greenlight Entertainment song of the week. Having a wedding, birthday party, or other social or corporate event, contact Greenlight Entertainment today with our experienced DJs, quality sound, and professional service. We look to make your event the event. Check us out on the web at www.greenlightentertain.com. With Greenlight Entertainment, you have the green light. And so now, again, season three, episode 11, Mental Health, featuring Rashad Mills. And so today we're going to be going over mental health as in reference to men. All right. So I have a really, really great guest on. And so without further ado, can I let's let's bring on my guy, Rashad Mills. I know he's in the green room. He's sipping tea or coffee. I think he might be a coffee drinker. So let's let's bring him on. All right. Let me make sure I get this correctly. Yes. All right. Rashad, what's up? Oh, man. How are you, my good brother? I'm happy to have you, happy to be on the show. And you're absolutely right. I am a coffee guy. I am absolutely a coffee guy. Tea is okay, but it's nothing like a cup of joe. Nothing like a cup of joe. Nothing I, like I get fired up 
with a cup of joe and i like how you have for you guys who are not watching this on youtube right now his name tag is d rashad mills i might have to take that i might have <laughs> if i use that i'm gonna have to cash up you a dollar or send you a dollar man but i like that d make it two dollars make it two dollars times are tough two dollars <laughs> i got you two dollars all right man so hey man as, as always man Thank you for coming on to the show, man. I greatly appreciate you stopping by and talking about season three, episode 11, Men to Health, where we're going to be talking about mental health in reference to men, man. And I, and, and when I thought about who do I want on this show, you were the first person I thought about. I appreciate All right? it. So, Rashad, can I read, as always, with every guest here on the Seed Plan Do show with me, Gary O'Neill Jr., can I read your official bio? Absolutely. Have at it. All right. <clears throat> Rashad Bowtie Mills is an LCPC as well as he has his MS. Licensed therapist, broadcast journalist, radio host, and motivational speaker who has a passion to speak on being broke but not broken. Born Rashad Lawan Mills on November 15, 1977 in Baltimore, Maryland. Mr. Mills desires to speak with at-risk youth and redirect them based upon his life experiences of being shot, battling and overcoming alcoholism, and growing up in a single-parent household. Mills' persistence and determination has initiated his personal development of an unending self-education which has distinguished him as an authority on mental health. Rashad Mills' passion to learn and his hunger to realize greatness in himself and others has helped them to achieve self-love. And some of the things that Rashad talks about and some of his speeching topics are personal responsibility, social awareness, as well as his happy hour moments where he talks about generation. Uh, he talks to this, this generation when we're talking about unparalleled hurt, pressures, and choices. So officially, I welcome to the show Rashad Mills. Yay! <laughs> man, that was a dope bio, man. Thank you, man. It's a, it's the, the bio is really made up of a series of life events. When I look back, every time I hear that bio I actually read, um, I used to cringe at some of those life experiences that I went through, but I know they have really contributed to the person I am and more importantly, be able to give back and kind of do what I do now from being a speaker, um, motivational speaker, talk about self-awareness, whatever it looks like. Yeah. And you've been ripping up the charts, man. I watch your show. I see your happy hour moments when you post those, as well as when you're running around the city, man. Man, you're doing absolutely great, brother. Doing a phenomenal job since I've met you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I think that we are individuals. We're not just one person. Like, we are a holistic kind of being. So when I think about people, it's like a piece of pie. So mm -hmm. we have to have different things to make up that whole pie. It's not just one slice, it's multiple slices. So the running, I think we're going to talk about mental health here shortly. So the running is very uh, mental health oriented for me. Actually, it's mental health and it's discipline. As a therapist, I need therapy. That is part of my weekly therapy, going out for long runs, training for a 50 mile run, which I'll complete in a few weeks. So yeah, it's everything that I do when I look back at it now, it's all leading us back to this funnel. It's funneling everything to mental health. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. And using that pie analogy, man, when you think about all the ingredients that go in, some yeah. may not be the, the, the best ingredient, but we're putting all these ingredients in and bam, we have a pie. You might have 
maybe you bought store brand uh, milk as opposed to the best <laughs> whole foods milk or, you know, no matter what, we combine it, we breaking things, we're mixing things, we're stirring Absolutely. things, and then bam. That's it, man. Absolutely. So I I appreciate you, man. I, I definitely wanted to get you on the show, especially about this topic, man. All right. So with every person that comes on this show, I always like to ask, uh, as always, everyone gets questions beforehand so they can rock these rock these interviews, y'all. I give them the questions so they can kill it. But there are some questions that they don't get in my favorite segment. Rashad Mills, are you ready for these rapid fire questions? Absolutely. I was born ready. Let's do it. All right. As always, everybody knows I have my hand, my finger on the end interview button. So that way you say something crazy. You out of here, Rashad. The Rashad Mills, you are out of here. All right. But he got the questions right here. But we don't ask those questions first. First question, Rashad. Wings, flats or drums? Oh, this is a no brainer. Flats. Okay, as always, guys, he can stay. Now, Rashad, my brother, known you for a minute. I don't know this. I don't know the answer to this question, but it's been a rough couple of episodes with people in this question. Rashad, Mr. Mills, what are your thoughts on candy corn? Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting and clearly overrated. The most overrated candy in the history of existence. I just did an episode, and in the uh, episode, the appetizer was how to control your anger, and I'm working on these right now. So, Rashad, let me ask you this. So, you're saying that candy corn is worse than black licorice? Worse. It's awful. Like, literally, I remember as a kid walking home with candy corn in my bag from trick-or-treating, and I'm throwing it out. I'm digging in my bag, intentionally looking around, bypassing other pieces, other pieces of candy, and I'm throwing it out. It's disgusting. It has no place in the candy aisle. It's disgusting. It shouldn't. It shouldn't even have enough existence to get a little bit of play during this Halloween season. It's awful, awful. Now, here's so the question: Are you are you in agreement with me? Because I can't tell based on the body language if you are pro candy corn or you are anti candy corn, sir. On this show, we have a candy corn community. That is an amazing candy. That is Are amazing delicacy. No. Oh, my God. I'm going to start. You know what? Can we pray, Rashad? I just feel like I need to pray right now. <laughs> Lord, Lord, the candy corn that you created here on Earth, people are disrespecting it. Please, please, the next guest, because the next guest will come on here and start talking trash. They're going to have to turn their notifications on, Lord, because we're going to have to square up. Okay, I've had it. I've had it, Rashad. I've had it with the slander, which is the goodness of candy corn. I've had it. That's it. Next candy person corn. that's on the show, they wow. say something bad about candy corn. I'm gonna say, hey, do me a favor. Where you live at? I'm gonna have to pull up. But you know what? Wow, that's, I get it. That that a man of your a man of your intellect. Oh wow, <laughs> a man of your intellect. You can find goodness in candy corn. I'm surprised, but it's. I, I'm surprised. You know what? I'm surprised at you, Rashad. It's a 2020, and nothing should surprise me. A man of your stature. You also have your own show. You run out here 
But I don't understand. But you know what? Everybody's not perfect. And you know what? I don't know what your pal is. I don't know your background. I don't know where things went wrong. But you said on this show, it's one thing to say, hey, I don't like candy corn. But you said that candy corn is worse than black licorice. Black it licorice. No, it, it has no place in the even in a candy aisle. Black licorice should be in the DSM-4, Rashad, as far as if you like this, yeah, you might be a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, see? I got Come on, Rashad. The black, right. the black licorice disorder. Okay. I'm gonna have to send an email to them who make that. All right, man. Well, everybody's not perfect, man. And I'm just gonna just all right. Well, I thought you was gonna be one of us, but you're not. All right, here goes some real questions. Are you ready, Rashad? Now you yes, don't indeed. know these questions, right? You don't know about X, right? Indeed, I am ready. All right, first question. All right. Oh, I like this one. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? Now, of course, you can go throughout Ooh. the entire your entire life. But you know what? You can use 2020. You could use last year. Anyone that pops to your mind, what's the best piece of advice that you've gotten, that you've been given? Nothing is as bad as it ever seems. Mm, yes, slow it. Yes. Period. Come on. Period. Nothing is as bad as it ever seems. Period. Okay. And now share a quick snippet how I arrived there. The, Please do. The, the moments that I had in my life that I thought were absolutely catastrophic and I thought I would never get past those moments, I would always have, particularly an older black gentleman, different people in my life that would just say, man, this is not as bad as what you think it is and you'll be able to get through it. And looking back at it, those moments have truly shaped me. Um, and they shaped me because at some point I was able to say, this is not as bad as I thought. Yeah. Yep. And you're here right now. Yeah, Absolutely. you're. I, I like that. That was a great. That was great. I really like that. And you're right. All right, here we go. Okay. All right. Second question. What are you currently curious about? Ooh, man. Yeah. Look, we get we get real on the show. Okay. Real. Yeah. So I, I love that question, and I'm going to say the the truthfulness of the next president. I'm, I'm curious about that. And when I say yes. the, when I say the truthfulness um, and I don't want to turn this into a political thing because I'm not a political guy at all. Yeah. But it looks like that Biden and Harris may be, you know, um, president and vice president. But I'm very curious. Are they really truthful and have a true agenda for black people? Or is it just right now want to get the vote and then kind of get in and, you know, pull the okie doke on them? So I'm very, very curious about that. Very, yeah, very that's good. a great you're right yeah uh, it's not a political podcast but we do talk about stuff that's happening and I, and I just hope that people we cannot we can see past the pandering we can see past the yep. the, the step and dancing and, and all this you know pandering and all these wonderful things that any politician is going to do you know yep. right now what are i always ask people what is this person that's in politics your candidate what are they doing right now doing tough times or do you hear them? Do you see them? Mm -hmm. Or are they using this for photo opportunities? And are they just waiting until, you know, a day or two before? And now they want to go to your house. Now they want to be on your media strips. Now they want to be at the cookouts. And now mm -hmm. all wonderful things. You're I like that. That's a great mm -hmm. answer to that. Yeah, we need yeah. to we need help, man. We can't we can't be going through BS. That's yeah. it. We need to make sure these people are legit and they're not just going to pop up at your house with you know, some some flat wings and some candy corn to try to reel you in. We want to make sure that they are the real deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, last one. I really like this. I've not actually in the in the three seasons. I've never asked this question. Okay. Hey, I I, I know you're a humble gentleman, but guess what? 
brag to me about the best things going on with you in the past 30 days. All right, wow. I know you're a humble guy. You are I, a humble man, but I need you to fire it up. Start, start right now, Rashad. Right. Start. I, I try to be humble, but if I but if I had to brag, um, my wife celebrated her birthday this past weekend, and we had just an amazing time, ate some really good good food. So I'm a brag about, you know, celebrating um, my wife's birthday. We just had like an amazing time. And I am going to pat myself on the back. I put, thing, I put things together really well, sort of this rose gold thing. So maybe in my next life, I might be like a party planner. Guess what? What about this life right now? We could we could throw an event right now. You maybe, know, Greenland Entertainment could be there. Maybe put an event can, together. Maybe we can partner up with Amazon. We get everything in like a half a day and, you know, We'll, we'll make it. We'll make it work. The C plan party planning team of Gary and Rashad, the Rashad Bills. Right. <laughs> Listen, things can happen. Okay, this could be a party. Okay, I, I like that, man. That was really good, man. And shout out to your wife and happy birthday to her. And on this birthday as well as all of the other future birthdays, man. But that's really good, man. A rose gold event, man. That's that's yeah. awesome, brother. That's awesome. I like that. All right. So thank you for playing Fuego. That was really good, man. I really like that. All right. So here I'm with I'm with Rashad. Rashad Mills, season three, episode 11, mental health, where we're going to be going over mental health in reference to men. Okay. Of course, you know, I wanted to make sure I highlighted that. Uh, so let's get to some of the questions. So you have an extensive career, Rashad. All right. I've met you as an associate at work, a previous workplace. I've seen what you're doing. You're out here. Most people know about you, especially in Maryland. So walk us through. Tell us your path. What made you get into this field, Rashad? It's kind of interesting. So at one point, I was a um, I was a broadcast um, sports broadcaster in Oregon. Right, graduated from Oregon State University. Went to hey. Oregon sports broadcaster. Um, the Morgan State, the greatest HBCU. The Morgan State University, because guess what? Yes. Hey, I graduated from Morgan too, sir. Yes, the greatest the HBCU on the planet Earth. So I graduated from there and I went to Oregon. And in Oregon, I, you know, I had some hiccups drinking. Ultimately, I had the DUI, I had to be sent back. And I was really trying to transition from being a sports broadcaster to really figuring out the next phase of my life. For some reason, I couldn't break back into TV. I mean, particularly sports. Um, and I found that really difficult. And I was searching for the next thing. So I have a cousin that's actually a principal at a Baltimore City Public School. She said, why don't you just come down and you know be a substitute? And I said, I'll give it a shot. Went in, liked it. It was toward the end of the year. I really like working with the kids. And that summer, I just kind of plot and strategize what will I do for the next year? And I was like, well, let me go back and be a substitute teacher. Really fell in love with working with the kids. One of the teachers got sick. And literally, I had my own second grade class the entire year. And wow. I really like this element of teaching. And I thought it would be a no brainer for a black man to go apply for Teach for America. And I will be a teacher. They need black, positive black men, particularly in school. But guess what? Application denied. I couldn't figure it out. I could not figure it out. And then it was this magic moment. I will never forget this as long as I live. There was this kid and I won't say his name. I'm an incredibly bright kid, Gary. And he had some behavioral issues, but he was really smart. And I pulled him aside one day into the library and I said, man, you know what? Why do you do some of the things that you do? And he looked at me and in a matter of fact way. He said, you know what, Mr. Mills, my brain tells me to do the right thing, but I always find myself doing the wrong thing. Mm. This is the second grader, incredibly bright. Everything he did was calculated. And from that moment, it stuck with me. 
And I said, you know what, I got to do something more. And I was talking with my cousin and she said, well, maybe have you thought about being a school counselor? And I said, well, school counselors, they don't really they don't have the opportunity to deal with the, the meat and bones. It's like, I want to help you. I'm a guidance counselor. I want to help you with classes and get to the next phase. I want to get into the brain. I'm always fascinated with how the brain works. One thing led me to another. I applied to some of the local colleges. And before I know it, I was at Johns Hopkins University, um, ultimately graduating with, um, they call it clinical community mental health. So I got my master's degree in that. And before I know it, it led me to the Baltimore City Juvenile Justice Center. So from there, my career as a mental health professional is just, just sort of a history at this point. But that's how I actually got into mental health because I was denied by Teach for America and it, you know, it panned out. So that, and wow. I've always been fascinated with the brain, always been fascinated about what makes people do and say the things that they do. Um, and that's what led me to where I'm at today. Oh man, that's dope, man. I, that is a great, great story, man. And, and that's really great. I like that. All right. So we know what, where, how your path started. We know what you, what's on your path. So let's get right into this, the, the topic of this episode, this, this, this entree, which is mental health. Mm -hmm. And of, of course, sponsored by Lalone Clothing. Lalone Clothing has your vibe for apparel, radio merch, podcast merch. So make sure you check them out at LaloneClothing.com. So when we're talking about men in mental health, where do you think we are currently as far as men with mental health? Where do you think we are? To use sort of a sports analogy, I think men right now are, to use a baseball analogy, I think men are probably rounding second base, approaching third. Right. Mm, I think okay. it's like a, they hit like a double in the gap, you know, hit first base, second base. And I think we are rounding second base with the potential to slide into third safely for a triple. And what I mean by that is I think there's a lot of progress. Right. I don't think we're at the point that we can come home and, and score because there's still a huge stigma surrounding mental health as it relates to men. Every week I'm talking to, um, a, you know, a brother. When I say a brother, it doesn't mean just, you know, black, but somebody that I consider a brother that's a client of mine. And I'm still hearing stigmas associated with men this past week, actually, a new client. Um, and this guy is, is relatively young in his early 20s. And he said the following. I didn't come to therapy because there was a stigma about a man being weak if he's actually seen by a therapist. So I had to kind of go back and break down that stigma. Number one, and let him feel comfortable enough to remain in therapy and then to try to give him education of how therapy can be very helpful. So, again, I think we're, we're rounding second. I think there's so much progress, Gary, when we talk about. Um, shows like this, right, that were willing to talk about mental health that maybe five or 10 years ago shows people weren't talking about mental health, right? We see a lot of celebrities, and I hate to use the term celebrities or quote unquote influencers. I see them talking about mental health, yeah. promoting mental health. Um, most men are gravitated towards sports in some form or fashion. The NBA, the bubble, we talk about players dealing with anxiety and depression, right? So we see it a lot more. But even with that, I still think that there is a huge area of growth for men to get to the point of going to see a therapist. And hopefully we get to the point as men, Gary, where we're going to see a therapist and something traumatic doesn't happen. And that's sort of the um, the the incident that pushes us to therapy. Maybe we can be proactive as opposed to reactive. Even if it's reactive, that's a great thing. But I would like for a lot of my brothers to save themselves the heartache and be proactive as opposed to reactive. So I think we're, we're heading in a really good place, but is it work to be done? Sure. 
it's, it's yeah, I, I like that. And 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 when you were talking about it, I thought about a couple of things. Yeah, one, I think the first person that really came out that talked about mental health issues, uh, basketball wise, was Kevin Love. That's the first person I saw. Of course, we've seen mm-hmm. other people. Um, you know, Michael Phelps had talked about some of the issues he had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there have been different people. And the first thing you think is, oh, they weak, stuff like that. And then just as recently in the bubble, we just saw Paul George yep. talk about he experienced depression and things mm-hmm. like that. And I really like that what you said about it not being we're using mental health as a last resort. We're doing it and being reactive. I could be honest that I, I've been to a therapist, but I also can acknowledge that I was going through a divorce at the time and I probably would have not went to a therapist prior to that. But it was something traumatic happened. I said, you know what? I need to go ahead and get checked in. Not to say that I was I was in danger, but I said, you know what? Let me go. And that was one of the best feelings mm-hmm. and sessions I had in my life. He and I and I'm thinking, like, well, I have my master's and you know in psychology, and I'm doing this. Like, what could this what could this man say to me that would help me that I wouldn't already know? Mm-hmm. And I think within the first few sessions, I was sitting there like, wow. And it really stuck with me. And you're right. And I and hopefully and I, I do like that baseball analogy. So you feel like we're good, but we still got around. Mm-hmm. We still got around the bases. Yep. I like that, man. I, I like that. That was great, man. And, and again, we're uh, season three, episode 11, mental health with my guy, Mr. Rashad Mills. All right. So, OK, so when we're talking about uh, we're we're highlighting the mental health. We have it down. You you've already established. Hey, you know this is what we're doing. So you've answered a question about. You know this is what we're doing. What are some of the things that when you're thinking about mental health, we you talked about the stigmas. What are some of the stigmas that unfortunately through society, men whatever that people associate with men and mental health. Well, and I'll, and I'll say embedded stigmas because I think they've been embedded in the culture and they've been passed along for generations. Obviously, one of them, Gary, we talked about is a man being weak if he decides to go to therapy, right? That is a stigma. I think another stigma that we know this one to be 110% legitimate is that it's something that's not for men of color. It's not for black, it's not for yes. black brothers, right? If, you, if you're a black guy, right, we have different options. We can sex it out, drink it out, exercise it out. We can pray it out. We can faith it out. Right. And we can do all of these other things. So it's not something that's um, it's not a cultural norm for us. Major stigma. Right. Um, The other stigma is, you know, we talk about weak. We talk about it not being a cultural thing. And then the other one is how would people view us? Right. Whether it's the the women that we date, whether it's, you know, our homeboys. Right. We, We look at them. Oh, man, you know, Rashad is in therapy. Right. And then if other people find out you're in therapy, then here's the biggest one. And maybe this is more important than, I guess, not more important, but a bigger stigma than all the ones that I mentioned, the names that come along with it. Weak is one, but is it crazy? Yep. Right. And like, and that's a huge one. Oh man, I don't want to be seen as crazy. What if this gets back to my job? So it's so many, but those are a few right off the top of my head. You know, weak, it's not cultural, the, the names, and then how other people actually view us are some of the stigmas that still are very relevant and are legitimate causes where men are not getting up to take the effort right now to go see a therapist. And in this virtual world that we are in, it's easier than ever. I mean, there are literally apps right now. 
Yeah, and I'm not saying that you have to come to the practice that I'm involved in. There are apps right now that the same time that it takes us to scroll on ESPN to search a stat to look up a show on YouTube, we can literally be on an app and be hooked up and connected with a therapist. Yes. It's a matter of 10 to 15 minutes. It's it's that easy. Yep, I, I agree. And so when, uh, you know, like you said, weak, soft, and you know what's crazy is that what we'll do is we will use therapy in a double-edged sword way. We will tell a person that, oh, you, you going to therapy, oh, you crazy, something's going on with you. But then if somebody really needs therapy, we will then use the same thing, oh, you need to go to therapy. Mm, and and, and try point. to use that as something is really wrong with you. And, and typically a person is going to respond, hey, I don't need to go to therapy. I'm fine. And so, yeah, I, I agree with that. OK, so you told us your path, man. You told us some of the, the you know, wh what your thoughts are about mental health and, and why. And, and I agree with you 100 percent on the reasons why men typically don't go to health. So in your experience, in the, in the, all of your clients that you've dealt with, all the clients you might have heard about, things that you might see on social media, like I see on social media, what are some of the things that in your experience, whether you experience yourself or you might have heard from clients or anybody else, that men are experiencing that should have them go to, to get, seek out mental health? Well, I think in that question, I don't think that the challenges for men are totally separate from anybody else. But with a lot of men, um, this is one that I see with a lot of men that I don't know if you would actually think about this. It's anxiety. And the anxiety is that I'm a man. I am, you know, I am tasked with the charge of being protected, provider, priest. And I am anxious about how I'm going to be successful or how I'm going to provide for my family or how I'm going to make a better life for those around me. You would not even begin to guess, Gary, like how many men that I see on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis that they are really concerned about how can I provide? And I'm anxious about being this leader um, for my family because there's a lot of pressure with being a man. Right. We again, we get these titles when we're younger. You're going to grow up and you're going to be a leader and you have to do this. And it's a lot of pressure that's placed on our backs from a young age. And a lot of times this pressure builds and builds. I'm talking to 30, 40, 50, 60 year old men that are very anxious about the future. Right. Extremely anxious. That's one. And then we know that depression is very real. Like when I look back and just, you know, my own life and others around me, when I'm looking back, I probably would say, you know what? Friends of mine clearly depressed. And at the time I wasn't a licensed therapist, so I couldn't see it. But I'm looking back and I replay some of my friends actions, even some of mine back clearly depressed and how do we cope with it we rely again on these negative coping skills and for us as men the two go-to's are like drinking and it's like sex but we rely on these things to kind of get through this depression men are literally crying and dying in the dark due to depression and anxiety so anxiety is a huge one um and depression is another one but right now i'm gonna be honest i feel like the anxiety most of the men that i work with is higher than the depression because it's this it's this great need to produce. It's always been that need, but in now in 2020, man, anxiety has been heightened unbelievably. So I, yeah. I have to, I have to provide like men. I know I have clients that are losing sleep every night. And the thought is, man, I need to keep this lifestyle up or I need to elevate my life. So the people around me, you know, they have a better life. Um, and which is totally understandable, but it's, it's not understandable when it begins to, um, change how how well you function right we all want to provide for our kids and all that that's understandable but when it 
changes how well you can function on a daily basis, then that's the difference. And at that point, and maybe this is going to lead into the next question, um, I may be jumping ahead, but when it changes how well you function, whatever that is, that's the point when you say, you know what, I ought to be going to see somebody. Okay. So yeah. in, re in dealing with anxiety, because we hear that a lot. Yep. We hear the person has anxiety. Anxiety, we see that a lot. Uh, I know uh, Charlemagne, uh, mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's talked about it a lot. Different people have talked, a lot of celebrities, a lot of regular Joe Schmoes like us, people talk about anxiety. So what two things would you offer a person who's watching this right now, who's listening, who might hear a short clip? What would you offer to that person that is experiencing anxiety right now? Oh, great question. So two of the questions that I I always ask my clients that, you know, I'm diagnosed with anxiety. And let's be clear, I'll give people a layman's definition of anxiety. We don't have to get too clinical, don't have to get too deep. Anxiety is very futuristic thinking. It's yes. futuristic thoughts. I'm worrying about the future. And my analogy is you're trying to drive a car that you're not in the car yet. You're worrying mm. about you know, what exit will I get off? I'm turn left, turn right. What is the GPS saying? You're not even in the car yet, right? So one of the questions that I have my clients ask themselves, is this fact or fiction, right? And to ask themselves, is this fact or fiction, what I'm asking you to do is I'm asking you to really pinpoint and identify, is the thing that you're worrying about, is it really a fact or is it fiction? If it's, you know, you, you got to ask yourself, is this something that you put in your head or is this a reality? Mm. Here's an example. You know what? Man, my job is going to, everybody's getting laid off because of COVID. I don't know how to buy for my family. And then I ask them, is that is that fact or fiction? And then a lot of them will say, Rashad, well, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. My boss hasn't pulled me in and said, hey, you know, you got two weeks or, you know, Gary, you haven't been doing your job. So it's a possibility we may have to lay you off or the budget has changed dr drastically and we have these significant layoffs. So at that point, I'm going to tell them, you know what? That's fiction. That's what you have placed in your mind. And then the second thing I'm going to ask them to do is what we call cognitively challenge. I'm going to ask you to challenge the thoughts that you have in your mind, because a lot of times a thought, initial thought comes in our mind and we take the baton and run with it. It becomes fact just because we think about it. Everything that you think about is not factual. A lot of it is fiction. So you have to go back and cognitively challenge it. And then we talk about positive self-talk and some other deeper things. But number one, ask yourself, is it fact or fiction? That's a huge one for me. Is it fact or fiction? Because a lot of stuff is very irrational that we put in our minds specifically to anxiety. Again, we're trying to cross a bridge and we're nowhere near the bridge yet. Hmm. So for those of you guys who are listening, who are watching this right now on the C Plan D show with Gary O'Neill and my special guest, Rashad Mills, if you're experiencing anxiety, first question. Is this fact or fiction? And then you said number two would be to challenge your thinking about. Challenge, challenge the thinking, right? Okay. Challenge your thinking. If we go just a little bit deeper, I don't know how much time we have. Challenge we we, we thinking. got all the time in the world, brother. All the challenge. time in the world to see Plan Do Show. Challenge the thinking really says, you know, that negative thought, irrational thought came up. I need to challenge that. And then I need to substitute it and bring in a positive, a healthy thought. And this is something that's gonna be done through repetition, right? Because if you have lived a life full of anxiety, you're not gonna have one moment where all that thinking just magically changes like that. Because again, this is these are embedded thought processes that have been in your system for a long time. So you're always going to be challenging the thoughts. But here's the thing, therapy plus some other things, but therapy is one of those things that will number one, allow you to know that you know, you're know you thinking this off a little bit 
and give you some tips, tools, and strategies so you can begin to do these things. That's the beauty in, in therapy. You mentioned when you went to a therapist, you're a highly educated guy like yourself. What can the therapist teach me, right? Yeah. Here's the, here's the advantage that I love that I have. I am an outside set of ears listening and an outside set of ear, eyes looking into your situation. I can see things when I say I, I'm speaking for therapists, right? We can see things that others can't. You can't see yourself because you're in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like I am like I'm, I'm watching this movie from a big screen and I can say, oh, well, if we went back and we changed that thought, then maybe this change. You can't see it because you're the actor in the movie. So those are the benefits through therapy. Um, yes. So therapy is just it's really important because you can get these things and say, you know what, man, I'm now I'm aware of it. And now I can begin to take these necessary steps to change literally the course of your life. Man, this is. This is this is this is the this is the episode, uh, you know, for, uh, of course, I'm always transparent with people. When I went to therapy, he said, hey, do you know you have PTSD? And I and I initially I was like, why would I have PTSD? Haven't went with I haven't gone to war, anything like that. And he said, well, you don't have to have to go to war where you have on fatigues, mm -hmm. but you went to war some way. And this is affecting this. And I said, well, damn. Didn't even know. And, it, and really? it really helped me because I didn't use it as a crush. Like, hey, oh, you have PTSD. It let me know, OK, well, how should I perceive these things? Looking up things, talking to him. And that was really great, man. I really I really you know, I really love how you brought that home, man. All right. So give us. OK, so you said that a person like you said, you didn't jump to the next question, but when we're talking about mental health and we need to get seen, we should get seen. It, you know, of course, people want to do it as a response, a reaction to mm -hmm. something outside of now you, you highlighted the biggest sign is if this behavior changing everyday function. Right. Can you give us an example of some other things that may not be? Hey, this person is not going to work. They're in the bathroom all day. They're 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 not doing things out, in a, in a, and they're not going out. They're not hanging out. They're not going to work. They're not eating right. What are some other telltale signs that, as a professional like yourself, that people may not think? You know what? I probably should go seek help, especially with men. Oh, yeah. So uh, you just mentioned some of them. So you, you're your own therapist as well. <laughs> so you, you kind of stole my thunder momentarily. But we, we look at for certain things. We look at diet. Right. Mm -hmm. um, right. When I say diet, I'm not talking about necessarily what you're eating, but how often the frequency mm -hmm. has okay. been a change in the way that you eat. Right. Um, did you go from a person that eats two, three meals a day? Um, and now, you know, because of this thing, whatever it is, depression, anxiety, PTSD, I'm down to one meal a day, right? Mm. What's the quality of your sleep? Are you an individual that would sleep consistently um, seven hours a night? And now, you know, you're tossing and turning. You're up at two o'clock and you can't go back to sleep. So now when you go to work to try to complete your job, you can't do it because you haven't had the proper amount of sleep. Did you lose interest in pleasurable activities, right? Mm. Is it this a situation that I would hang out with the guys and, you know, watch the game and relax? And I'm, I haven't did that in six months. I'm kind of barricading myself in the house. I was isolating prior to COVID-19, even becoming a word in our vocabulary, right? Um, for men, here's another thing, and this is probably going to blow some people's mind. <laughs> Maybe has my sex drive depleted a little bit, right? That's something that's very real, and men don't think about that. I've talked to 
a thousand women and you know my 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 man is not into me and they think well is he cheating and we get down to it now your guy is actually going through um, a depressive state and he no longer has an interest in that pleasurable activity so a bunch of things like that it can even come down to spending time with family members and friends right people mm. that i normally would invest in i've had situations that i know guys that um they're in terms of activities with their kids they were going through something and they couldn't even get themselves up to pick up their kids from school and do the things that they were normally accustomed to doing with their kids so those are some of the things that we we definitely have to consider um has the individual's work life you said it has the individual's work life been affected have you noticed like um a decrease in work production right all of these things factor in because going back to the beginning of the show and i kind of said that my life experiences is like this holistic approach I believe that with therapy, I don't believe that an individual today is what, October the 20th? I don't believe, Gary, that an individual woke up today and it's just this automatic sense of depression or any other you know, mental health disorder. No, I believe life experiences, a series of them have created this sort of whole person. So when we talk about a person not functioning the way that we would normally do, we gotta look at their whole person, uh, diet, sleep, pleasurable activities, you know, who are they, um, are they not hanging out with people, um, right? All of these different things, right? Um, and it's all of these things factor in. So these are some of the signs that we should really begin to, to look for, right? So we're specifically talking about men. We should look for these signs in the younger men in our lives, whether it's our sons, nephews, right? Whatever that looks like. Um, we should look for these signs in our friends, right? If you have a homeboy and you haven't seen him in six months, and it's like, wow, man, you, you've been in the house for six months, but you had the divorce six months ago. And I noticed these things have changed since then. Right. So these are some of the signs that we really, really um, we've really got to start paying attention to and looking at specifically as it relates to our men. Uh, and not to babble on too much. But one of the things that I noticed in working with a lot of young guys, Gary, is around 14 to 15, I'm seeing a lot more, you know, depression in younger African-American males. And if it goes unnoticed, then guess what? You have now a 21 year old that is going through some stuff, right? And then before you look up, it's 25 and 30. And now he has a family and has his family is potentially impacted by, you know, nobody ever paid attention to him at 14 to 15. Or let's call it what it is in Baltimore City. You know, you got the young guys that are depressed and going through some things 14 to 15. They don't know how to work through that. And before you know it, they are dealing with their quote unquote stuff and they're dealing with it in, you know, a violent, maybe aggressive way. And then with, you know, it, it adds up to another murder or they're not going to school or whatever it looks like. Um, it's just so many things but we really got to start paying attention um, to the people in our houses, in our communities, particularly our men. Um, and not all the signs are easily detectable, but I do think that you don't have to have a trained set of clinical eyes just to notice. But again, this word, it's almost like it's embedded so much in our culture. Oh, you know, Gary's just going through something after the divorce, you know, he'll be all right. I don't know. It's been two years and Gary hasn't been the same. Gary has lost 45 pounds. Gary is not coming out of the house at all. You know, Gary yeah. is coming out of work once a week just to have a, a day. We don't think we should, you know, as as people that have a close relationship with Gary. Hey, Gary, have you thought about seeing a therapist? And again, I'm not saying that you're just using that. No, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, that, those are some of the things that um, 
we got to pay attention to. And I say this last point because you uh, mental health gets me excited and I could talk forever. One no, of my you got it. You got it. One of my professors at Johns Hopkins, the question was asked in class, and I will never forget this, this very question. It was just worded slightly different. And he gave us this time, duration, and frequency. Time, duration, and frequency. Okay. And that was in response to the question of how do you know that an individual's mental health disorder is more than just something normal or something average, mm. right? Time, duration, and frequency. So we're saying, how long does this happen? How often does it happen? And how, and in terms of time, like what time did it happen? Did this happen after an incident, right? So time, duration, and frequency, those are some of the things that when I'm working with the individual, I can say, you know what, this is a little bit deeper than just the general worry. Let's, let's let's pull out the DSM five and, and see if these symptoms are in line with maybe like a general um, anxiety disorder. Or is this, you know, a little bit more than you just want to stay in a house? Are these symptoms more in line with, with some kind of depression of some sort? So time, duration and frequency. Yep. OK, man, man, I appreciate that time, duration and frequency, guys. I, I like that, man. OK. All right. So. As we have our, our lasting thoughts. You have a man that is listening right now mm -hmm. that is watching that maybe somebody shared a clip of this and they need help to that man who is feeling like he may need assistance. What advice would you give him? This is what I would say. I would tell I would tell that brother the following. The therapy isn't as bad as you think. Right. And I would say that therapy isn't as bad as you think. And I would say give therapy a try, not for your neighbor, not for, um, you know, all these people could benefit from it. But it's not for your neighbors, not for your mom, his dad, even your kids. It's for you and to change the quality of your life, to change the quality of your life. Give it a try. And if you don't like that particular therapist, it's no problem. Therapists are just like anybody else. If you don't like McDonald's fries, no problem. Drive five minutes down the road. There's Chick-fil-A. You don't like them? Cool. There's Burger King. So every therapist is not a fit for everybody. And I assure you, if you are interested in your own well-being, you will find a fit. But you've got to get up and make the decision. Right. And maybe somewhere along in your um, in, in the podcast, Gary, you can include um, uh, psychology today as one of the, the great tools. Because Psychology today, you can actually limit it to the area that you're in. You can read a person's bio. You can identify with that person in some form or fashion. You can make the decision, man. You know what? Gary likes candy corn. So do I. We're going to connect in some form or fashion. Rashad likes bow ties. So do I. We can connect. Right. And then there's also therapy um, for therapy for black men.com. Yeah, I think it's okay. therapy for black men.com. And you can literally, again, narrow this search down to your area. You can read the individual's bio and see if you make some connection with them. But I, I just, it's therapy is not as bad as you think. It is not sort of this outdated 1960 formula where you see, you know, a white guy smoking a pipe. Hmm. Oh, hmm. It's 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 not like that. It's it's very um it's very intimate. It's a connection. But just give yourself a try. Give yourself a, a try um, by going to therapy because it would change the course of your life, literally, and those around you. But you gotta go for yourself. Oh man, that was great, brother. All right, man. So how can so you man you 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 you've round you you hit a grand slam in this man since we're using uh analogies so I'm batting a thousand 
Yeah, okay. you, you batting a thousand, man. Hey, so how can people, people are watching this right now here on the C Plan Do Show, episode 11, Mental Health with, with the Rashad Mills. A person is like, I'm all in. I'm going to do it. How can they connect with you? How can they reach out to you? Please give us your deets. Give us the details, brother. How can they get with you? Got you. So the best way to contact me is my email. It's Rashad, R-A-S-H-A-D, at hopefulcounseling.org. Rashad at hopefulcounseling.org. That is one way. And here's even a better way to see the practice that I'm actually in. Gives you opportunity to go on the website, learn about insurance, and you can actually schedule your own session. It's hopefulcounseling.org. 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 And you can actually click me as a preferred therapist or anybody else for that matter and schedule, you know, anything that you need in terms of scheduling your first session right there. But if you want to get in contact with me directly, it's Rashad at hopefulcounseling.org. And let me just say this really quick that if you want to go to therapy and you say, you know what, Rashad, I, 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 I don't want you to be my therapist. It's great. I just want you to go, period. So again, psychologytoday.com is a great resource and therapyforblackmen.com is a great resource. And if you have somebody that you know that's in your community that you trust and value as a therapist, by all means, it's just not about uh, coming to me, but I want you to go to somebody else in order to enhance the quality of your life. So Therapy is great. Now, I'll just say this last piece, man. One of my sayings is God heals what he created therapists. Mm, there you go. All right, man. So, so tell us, okay, so we didn't get too much into running with Rashad as well as your show, man. So tell us about that. Tell us about your show. You got a show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Show. So the Rashad Mill show is every, every Tuesday, but we've actually been taking a break because I'm in seminary school as well. So I'm just adjusting to, uh, you know, my seminary workload. So I'll be picking up this Tuesday, Tuesday night, Facebook, YouTube live. I'm going to try to have guests on the show where people hear Awesome God Radio. Is everybody has to be a pastor. No, but I've had pastors, mental health experts, um, fitness experts. All of my guests have one core quality in mind that they want to make the listener a better person in some part of their life once that show has concluded. So that is just a, a baby of mine. Another baby of mine is running with Rashad. That is a part of my own personal um, therapy. And I just, you know, I train, I ran a marathon in 2009, a year when my kids were born, I've been running half marathons ever since. And I wanted to double up. And I said, the only way to double up is to take it up to a new level. So I'm actually training for a 50 mile race, not an organized race. I'm gonna do it on my own, the NCR trail, November the 7th. I'm gonna just get out there and push my body and mind. And after you complete a jog, particularly, I typically, my long jog started four in the morning by six, no later than six 30, I'm done. And I feel like I have a jump start on the world. And my thought process is, and I always tell my wife, if I can get up at 4 a.m. and jog on my own, I'm not getting paid to do it. There's another part of my life that I can transfer that discipline to that's going to make me a better person. And I can go on about, you know, what the, the connection between our mental health and physical health is a great connection. So it, it really helps. Um, it helps me because I'm a therapist and I'm I'm working with people in some serious stuff. So I have to have that outlet. In addition, of course, I have my own therapy. Um, I do my weekly, not weekly, but probably monthly check-ins in with her, but running is just, it's, um, it's, it's powerful, man. It, it's healthy. Um, and I've, you know, training for 50 miles, I've had to make these adjustments to get to that point, adjusting the diet, kind of leaving, you know, most meat out of the way. And it's just discipline, man, having a green smoothie, having a protein shake. When I want the eight pieces of pie and, and the cinnamon rolls, man, it's just, 
it's 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 something. It's talk, something. You're talking my language. You're talking my language right now. Because yeah. I thought, how right now? I said, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and do this fifty with them. But I think the preparation, Rashad, on how I would prep versus how you would prep would be different. It's my about three months. My preparation on this would be having my phone charged so I can hit the Uber or Lyft so they could drive me to 50 miles nah, and then that's no. it. <laughs> you know what? Here's the a, here's a funny thing, though. Here's the funny thing. Once you start it, you get so addicted to the feeling of completion yeah, that like once you, it's it's this healthy addiction, um, and once you get started, you would be fat. You'd be surprised. Like you know, a couple of months ago, mm, ten miles is like I don't know. Ten miles is like it's it's really easy for me just to get out and do ten miles. You would be surprised how fast that you pick up. Like coming into this year, I had only I had completed one marathon. Now I'm up to like just in training. I think I've done four or five marathons. That's Saturday, amazing. I'm scheduled to do thirty one miles. That's amazing. And it's 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 this it's like literally it's jogging. I get so excited because jogging is like this. Um, it's this microcosm for our life, right? It's this yeah. mini version. I gotta train. I gotta be disciplined. There's times that I don't want to do it. I know I have to make some adjustments. And when I complete the fifty, that feeling is gonna be like, wow, it's over. But the feeling of who I became in the process, that's not going to end because I'm gonna take that. And I'm going to replicate that in other forms of my life. So yeah, yeah, man. I, we we look forward to seeing you cross that finish line, man. That's 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 dope, man. That is dope. Yep. So you gave us how we can watch your show. We can also check you out as far as if we want to book a session with you as far as uh counseling therapy, as well as we're gonna check out check out your show and everything else you got going on, brother. I, I greatly appreciate you for stopping by, man. I, I appreciate you having me. So I say this last thing: once you complete your fifty mile race, treat yourself. To some candy coin. <laughs> you should have led that this in the beginning of the episode. You should have started with that. But you're right, man. I, of course, you know, you're you're doing something and you're rewarding yourself. And a lot of times in our society, we reward ourselves with, and we didn't do anything. We just say, hey, we go to social media. We do these things. We're like, hey, we did it. And you really didn't do anything. We, the first day going to the gym is a rewarding itself. But we spend so much time trying to reward ourselves for going to the gym one time. We don't say, okay, we're starting here. Great. You did a good job. Let's keep it going. But, you know, that's that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother time, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Man, again, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it greatly. Hey, man, I, I'll catch you next time, my brother. All right. Be safe. All right, man. Thank you so much for stopping by the show. All right. All right. All right, guys. Guess what? You know what? I thought about today. As I was doing this episode, and man, please make sure you connect with Rashad on all the social media platforms on YouTube. I'm gonna make sure I put I post this information and the things he talked about in the comments below. If you are watching us on your streaming platform or you're watching this, uh, you can always check back to the C Plan Do Show for all the information on any one of the guests. I thought, hey guys, I thought about changing it up. So you know the format of the show. If you've been a day one or if you've been watching this, is typically an intro. Then we go into the appetizer, then the entree, which is the guest or the main topic, and then that's it. But I said, you know what? Maybe I want to change it up where we have an appetizer, then we have the entree, and then a nice little, nice little dessert. So here is your dessert that I want that used to be the appetizer. I'm still gonna have an appetizer. But now I want to sort of make a dessert. And guess what? You are the director. So you can let me know whether you email me, whether you write it in the comments, or you just hit me up on any of the social media platforms on how you like it. I want to present 
another thing about the dessert, and that's going to be your dessert is those five things. So remember earlier I said, hey, I wanted to highlight ways you could be creative. So this is your dessert. And again, I want you guys, and I'm testing this out with you guys in real life. So you guys can let me know how it is. So your dessert for the evening as we get out of here is five ways that you can become creative. Now, let me say this. As a life coach, as a person a lot of people talk to, people come to me and they say, well, I'm not creative. That is not true. It just means that we need to figure out what you're creative about. So the fact that people say they're not creative is false because everybody's creative. It just is a matter of what you're creative about. The same way we say, oh, while you might read that people say, well, everyone's not great. Everyone is great. It just matters what you're great about. Some things that you're great about might not be the thing I'm great at, right? So here are five ways that you can be creative here with your newly, your new, and you could, again, you could tell me your newly formed dessert. Number one, realize that every idea can be creative. Okay. So when you're talking about being creative, all right, it's the ability to take something, right? Take an angle, take something and make it clever, make it smart, make it new, right? So take, for instance, wings. How can you make, well, everybody has wings, but how are you, if you're a cook, how are you going to put a spin on wings? What are you going to do? All right. Are you going to make it super spicy? You're going to add this. You're going to add that, whatever. Okay. So you don't have to rest, stop reaching for the best uh, a creative idea and just start writing down what creative creatively comes to your mind. Okay. And when you do it, don't judge yourself. Some people are like, oh, that's a stupid idea. Just write them down and see how you feel about it. And so when you create these different angles on something, all right, it might start being more creative because you're not being critical and shooting it down. As a business coach, a lot of people, I will say 100% of clients who come to me, they have been told that their idea will not work. But they're also there. So they're also being critical, but they're also talking to people who may not be a business person. They may not be an entrepreneur. They may not be in that realm. So don't be super critical in your idea. Write it down. And guess what? Maybe you start practicing and being more creative and then something may jump out as more creative than anything, right? Uh, as a person who engages in smoking cigars, I like bourbon, I like whiskeys, all those wonderful things. So, hey, whiskey or bourbon or cigar companies, if you want to send something, hey, send it to me. Somebody came out with a peanut butter whiskey. Now, somebody probably thought that's disgusting, but I've tried it and it's great, all right? So start writing down your creative ideas and then something may jump to you and you go from there, okay? All right. It's really about being the unique and uniqueness isn't really a goal. All right. But it can hurt you if you think things are the, the bar is set too high. So just start writing stuff down and realize that every idea can be creative. Number two, know your creative spots. OK. All right. So what are you most creative at? Me, I like to think things on the fly. OK, so where are you most creative? Where is your sweet spot? Okay. When are you most creative? All right. Is it in the morning? Is it when you're in the shower? Is it when you're going for your walk? Is it after your coffee or Mountain Dew or you're after your tea? Is it at night? Is it when you are home? Is it when you're at work? You know, when did you do it? Okay. So when you're talking about being creative, where is your creative sweet spot? Okay. All right. Try to simulate it. Caffeine plays a, a big part in some people's process. 
resting and sleeping and you get that good night's rest, you wake up, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm ready to fire and go. But try to figure out the idea of where your creative sweet spot is. Okay. Number three, it's called scattergrams. Okay. So what you want to do is start by writing key points. And then from there, just start drawing different ideas, drawing different lines. Okay. So if you want to be creative about something, let's say that you want to come up with a new card game or you want to come up with a, a, a new shoe. All right. You know, Take that and just start putting stuff out there, okay? All right, draw a line from one thing to the next. So maybe that word or concept, maybe you write red or something like that, and then what pops into your mind? Start writing, okay? Continue to process from that original word until you get to a place where it's like, hey, something pops, okay? So write different stuff down and just start writing stuff around it so that way it might start linking, it might start connecting. All right. Don't do it alone is another one. All right. So it's nothing wrong for you to originally come up with an idea. But if you watch any of these shows where they have marketing, they have marketing departments and not just one person. Maybe you want to test things out on people. All right. You don't need a huge group. You need about two to four people. All right. And this is where you could test your idea on. Maybe explain it to somebody. Talk to somebody in that realm. All right. Nothing is a dumb idea. OK, so just put it out there. Everything's on the table. All right. Sit down and talk with somebody about it. Maybe they can assist you. Maybe they might be better at the finite details where you are better at the bigger details. Sometimes as an extrovert, that's what I'm good at. I'm good at the big idea, but maybe someone else can help me bring it on home round third and we go from there. All right. And the last thing is keep your eyes open. Here's what I want you to think about. Have you ever wanted to get a car and then you start seeing that car? Crazy, right? If you ever say, hey, you know, things aren't good, and then you start noticing things that aren't good, okay? All right, just keep your eyes open. So many ideas and concepts we interact with, all right, with us on a regular basis, and we don't even think about it. Keep your eyes open. So if you start saying, hey, I'm creative, then you might start looking at creative things, all right? So when something attracts your attention, all right. When something attracts what you're doing, maybe it's funny, maybe it's the way I communicated. I want you to break it down. All right. So that way you can figure out, well, why was this this? Why was this funny to me? Why was this engaging? Why did I like this? OK, I recently saw somebody have a commercial and it was only 90 seconds as far as here are three things you should know. One, two, three in 90 seconds. I liked it because I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. They put a little clock up there. We go from there. All right. So. Keep your eyes open and look for different things. And then when you see something, break it down on how is, why is this a thing? Why did this work? Uh, there is a popular um, charm bracelet company. And when I thought about why they're so great, it's because they took something that most young women, most kids, people like charm bracelets. And all they did was bring it into people being an adult. And now they're expensive. They cost a lot, you know. But that's why they were creative. It took a concept that people hung to and then they or kept when they were a child and that they brought it and made it more expensive. And so for the most part, you probably see a lot of people who have them. So, again, as I wrap that, as I wrap up your new dessert. And again, I want you to tell me what you think about the dessert. Do we want to keep it as an appetizer? Do we want to move it to a dessert? Do we want to add it? Whatever. Realize that every idea can be creative. Know your creative sweet spot. Scattergram, you know, put it out there. Just write stuff down. Don't do it alone and keep your eyes open. All right. 
those are the, that is your dessert for the evening. But guess what? That's the end of the show. Yay! As always, man. First, I want to thank my very special guest, Rashad Mills. Make sure you connect with him on all those social media platforms. Make sure you connect with him. If you right now, whether you are a man or a woman, if you have a child and you feel like, hey, I really need to get assistance, guess what? Go ahead and get that assistance and you go from there. Okay? Make sure you connect with him. Tell him how you thought about the episode. All right? And as always, you can catch each and every episode that drops here on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m., okay? You can catch each and every episode. You want to watch this episode, you want to watch any other episode, head on over to the cplandueshow.com. That's the that's the headliner website. Make sure you head on over to cplandueshow.com. All right, you can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I might start getting on TikTok, guys. I don't know. I got to I gotta ask my kids about that, about getting on TikTok. If you are looking to promote yourself, your goods, your services, your books, your events, you want to have a commercial on the show, all right? There are app sponsorship opportunities. You can get on the show. Please just reach out to me and contact me directly. This show is powered by viewers like you, as well as my Patreon supporters, okay? If you're looking for, now, if you, as a Patreon supporter, all you're doing is for a small monthly fee, you're just supporting me financially, okay? And when you do that, you get different things. There are different packages. One package is as low as $3 a month. Can you give your favorite life coach, can you support your favorite life coach for $3 a month? I think you can, okay? So, You'll get bonus material. You get bonus coverage. Actually, I, I, I do a Facebook or I do a, a uh, Patreon live. And we talk about different things. Maybe I do a movie review or something like that that's happening. So if you want to support your favorite life coach, go ahead and head on over to the C Plan View Show website, cplandueshow.com. And then you'll see the Patreon link. All right. And so for a small cup of coffee, for a bag of, again, candy corn, for a pair of running shoe laces, any one of those things, you can support me and your favorite show. All right, last but certainly not least, thank you for listening or watching this episode or listening and watching this episode. You are the best part of this show. Thank you for checking out this show, sharing, liking, subscribing, commenting, letting me know what you like, letting me know what you didn't like. You are the creative director, okay? Catch me next week with another jam-packed episode. And what is it packed with? Of course, it's packed with the vibes. So until we see each other again, man, I want to see you again until we talk again. And until we share those special, special moments again. Until we share those special moments again, I want you to think about two special moments you've had in the last 30 days. Always remember, no matter what, from here on to infinity and beyond, always remember to see, plan, and guess what? Do it. All right? Your life coach loves you, man. Tell three people you love them. All right. Same bat time. Yeah. Maybe same bat channel. All right. I will see you guys next time.